This is a very special episode 39 of Ethics and Culture Cast from the DeNicola Center for Ethics and Culture. Welcome to episode 39 of Ethics and Culture Cast from Notre Dame's DeNicola Center for Ethics and Culture. I'm Ken Hellenius, the communications specialist at the center. In this episode, we chat with Sister Teresa Alethea Noble of the Daughters of St. Paul and Fathers Harrison Ayer and Anthony Sharapa, hosts of the Clerically Speaking podcast. They were on campus as members of a panel discussion on digital friendship at our 20th annual fall conference. Let's sit down for this delightful conversation. Thank you so much for coming to be with us, not only here today in, as we chat, but also thanks for coming to the fall conference, because yeah. in the room, we have people who've traveled literally thousands of miles, mm-hmm. in some cases, to come be with us here at South Bend yeah. for the uh, our 20th annual fall conference. So yeah. thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for having us. This you are fun. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> well, so that we can establish who's where in your stereo audio field, sister... Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Tell us uh, where are you from? What's your congregation? That kind of thing. So my name is Sister Teresa Alethea, and I am from the Daughters of St. Paul, and I traveled from our convent in Boston, which is our mother house in the U.S. and Canada. Excellent. Well, welcome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm Father Anthony Sharapa. I'm a priest of the Diocese of Pittsburgh. I've been ordained about um, three years, a little more than three years now, and uh, I, I co-host a podcast, Clerically Speaking, with the person who's about to speak now. And I, I am Father Harrison Air, the other voice of Clerically Speaking. Uh, I hail from a foreign land, a foreign land called Canada, mm-hmm. or as our friend JV likes to say, Canada. Canada. Uh, Canada. Um, so yeah, I'm from the Diocese of Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island. Part of it actually is below the 49th, 49th parallel, interestingly enough. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm there. I've been ordained four and a half years. And I'm a pastor in a small town uh, called Port Alberni at Holy Family Notre Dame Parish and also pursuing doctoral studies because I'm a crazy guy. Mm. (laughs) Awesome. Well, welcome. Sister, how long have you been in your congregation? I joined in 2010. Excellent. What did you do before Um, So after I graduated college, I was in Teach for America for two years. So I taught in inner city school in Miami. And then after that, I traveled for a little bit, and then I got into IT. So that's, I joined the convent from, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you all came to speak uh, at our 20th annual fall conference this year. I have called you friends. And really, uh, you were part of a panel discussion about the idea of digital friendship. Mm -hmm. And... um, for those who weren't haven't been able yet to watch the the video of the of the panel, which is on our YouTube channel, um, by the time this comes out, mm-hmm. um, for those who haven't been able to watch that uh, conversation yet, give us a little bit of a synopsis of your conversation. Yeah, so we we did it in just kind of um, three of. Uh, five minutes, we gave little little talks, and we approached it from different ways. Um, so, sister, you went first, and you were talking basically about how the internet. And social media can actually lead us to virtue. 
And I took the opposite stance with my talk, <laughs> more or less. Ken, yeah, Ken. Yeah. I mean, it was conditional. Yeah, right, it was, very <laughs> conditional. Um, and then uh, we had Shannon Last, who was with us, and she talked more about um, just the experience of friendship online and what that's done for her and those examples and that sort of thing. And then Harrison, uh, shockingly, went all um, theological and Ratzingerian on us. In the uh, So that's, that's a very brief, yeah. it, it was the best panel all week. Okay. So, I mean, in my opinion. Like by uh, far. Yeah. Definitely. It was, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and this is where Father Harrison leans in with the uh, with the alternate voice, right? Yeah. The response, the Republican rebuttal, as we would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was a, it was a yeah, I, I like to, uh, I think for me, like one of the themes we've been, we, so we try to talk about like what is, like how social media leads to not, that we're not satisfied often with online relationship that mm-hmm. as a friendship begins to deepen through the online interaction you want to meet in real life essentially right so um so we've reflected on that we reflected on like or at least i tried to reflect on briefly on this idea that we often treat media as extension because that's how we treat the body because that's what modernity is kind of all in on but that's not a christian anthropological perspective that no actually we're embodied souls and that every action we do is a kind of an imprint of our being on the world. And so if we start to understand it that way, then what we put out on Twitter or Facebook, or whatever, it's actually a bit of a sacrament of our personhood. And that, that means we have to approach how we communicate with that from a Christian perspective vastly differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that came out because we kind of wrote our, our little uh, talks individually, but I think something that came out was this interplay between uh, bodiliness and how that, Mm-hmm. does or doesn't work on social media and the the phenomena of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, Sister, you had some good things to say because you talked a little bit more about grace and the interaction as well mm-hmm. uh, in, in friendship and how that worked. Yeah, and I, tr- I tried to le- lean into being a bit controversial just because I thought it would make the... C- in conversation more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Play I the devil's advocate as Wait, work. grace is controversial? <laughs> Not grace, okay, but um, <laughs> social media in general and speaking about it in terms of virtue and friendship and the pos- the positive possibilities for that mm-hmm. is not something that most people want to talk about. It's very easy to be negative about social media. And so I tried to think about how our relationships throughout history have been mediated in some sense through letter writing and things like that. And so um, social media is definitely a different animal, but it's not as different as as we like to think and as alien to the concept of, of living virtue and living friendship. So that was what I tried to argue. Well, this is something that I know I've thought a lot about in terms of, you know, Facebook tells me I have 1,046 friends. Right. How many of those have I met in real life? So kind of approaching that epistolary friendship idea. But then what does it mean when I can defriend somebody with a single click? Mm -hmm. Um, And then counterpoise that with the idea of Twitter mobs, right? Mm -hmm. And and the piling on that that when you only have 140 characters in which to express yourself or 280 now 280 now yes yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, even that you know it's so easy to take anything out of context mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. for that to be literally what is it they say the lie is you know halfway around the world before the truth has had a chance to put its boots on well that's mm-hmm. most true in twitter mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well so it, it's we're definitely oh, we are friends like in this room because of social media, mm-hmm. and genuinely so. And we've you know had the experience of meeting even people at this conference who we've been acquaintances with on social media. So we've experienced 
the fruits of it as well. And we have definitely, all of us in different ways, experienced a lot of the evils of it as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's informed um, our discussion. And part of it is there are a lot of different ways to use social media. So if you're on Facebook and you're just connecting with family and friends or making you know work acquaintances, that's one way to use it. If you're on Twitter just to check the news, that's one thing. If you're pushing a, a brand or a product, that's one thing. If you're just out there talking with people, it's the one thing. Uh, but in, even in the, all of those things, and where you see, in my opinion, where you see social media go wrong is when we disassociate ourselves from our accounts and other people's accounts from themselves. From the real person. From the real person. Yeah. Because any kind of expression of yourself on social media is going to be authentic in some way. It might not be in the way you think. It may reveal to you kind of your sinful nature. Because what happens when I'm not worried about what someone else thinks about me? And and all of a sudden I realize I'm not really worried what God thinks about me. So I will type this thing out right now, right? So it, it is you mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to construct an avatar and a personality, why are you doing that? That's revealing something about who you are. Mm-hmm. So it gives us the illusion that we're detached from our accounts, but it's always an expression of ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Amen. I love it when you disagree with me, doesn't That is not happen very much on <laughs> our rare, podcast. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> big fan, yeah. big fan. We've heard some counter voices even to that, though. Of course, mm-hmm. we were all gathered as Alistair McIntyre spoke. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and He was subtweeting us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he was. Like, listen here, old man. <laughs> Just because you're waste. I don't know what else. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's one of the things that, that too, you know, uh, as we're sitting in sessions and as we're hearing talks and the mm-hmm. conversation is taking place mm-hmm. even at our fingertips, yeah. While we're while we're engaged or not engaged in what's going on here, right. um, what have been some of the highlights that you have heard while you've been here? For me, I it's been I, I think what has been fascinating is how the conversation continues after a panel or whatever, or you find out that like we've met. Um, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting his name. You'll know, the from Rome, Father Father Jordi Pujol. Uh, yeah, Father Jordi Pujol. We've been talking all three days, right? Because yeah. this is an area of extreme interest to him. Mm-hmm. And we had, a fa- like we had a fascinating conversation at lunch with him and a few other people today. Um, so that the conversation continues, right? And that we're, we're just, we're approaching it from, I would say, like, or has he put it, he's like, it's like a lot, you guys are doing the laboratory. You're just kind of, you're, you're trying things out, right? And, and I think we're here because the laboratory has kind of worked for us for, for whatever reason. Um, but he has like, some concerns and he, he's like, he had some concerns and he said, I'm a bit more pessimistic about some things, but it's, so it's interesting to hear that, but that we can have a dialogue and that we're all here to seek the truth together, that we're not here to just say, no, no, you're wrong. And, and no, you're wrong. And he goes, no, no, we both have something substantial to actually share about the conversation that can help us all come to a deeper truth about the thing. Mm-hmm. And that people are interested to want to have that discussion is really uh, it's really fruitful and um, it's been, yeah, it's just been, a, it's, it's a beautiful experience uh, of leisure really yeah. is what it is. It's it is awesome. the basis yeah. of culture as we know. Yes, <laughs> yes it is. Of course. Yes, yes, quite, 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 quite. Um, I, I think what I found really fascinating is every panel that I've been to 
we're talking about friendship, but we're all talking about it in different ways and according to different definitions of friendship. And so it, so it was interesting to hear Alistair McIntyre's um, pessimism about the possibility of friendship. But I also think he was speaking of spiritual friendship, like St. Alred's view of, of someone who you can pour your entire heart out, out to yeah. and, and really just share everything with. And I, I do think social media makes that kind of relationship difficult to actually conduct over social media. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's it's been really interesting for me just to just to listen to everyone's point of view and to kind of figure out what, 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 what definition of friendship are they working from and and it, everyone almost everyone is working from a different definition of friendship and that's been very fascinating for me to yeah and I, I, this is my first fancy academic conference I've ever been to and it's wonderful so I don't know how this works in, in if you're using different topics but something I've noticed that so we're having all these panels discussions papers on friendship and immediately after, Everyone's gathered in a, in a common area talking to their experiencing friendship. Yeah. yeah. And there's something particularly just the, the, the people here, um, you, when you have conversations with them, seeing them pursue holiness, trying to find the Catholic thing. And it's, it's neat to kind of experience it in a very informal way and then talk about it in a formal way. And that dynamic, and that interplay has been really uh, fun and, and, and life-giving. So to be talking about something that affects us all the time, I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. and just seeing how that works. Yeah. So. The, the fellowship outside of the sessions is just as important absolutely. as that in the sessions. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, it's been uh, where I, I'm from a smaller town, and I, I will never get anything like this in my diocese, right? So it's like, come, and as an extrovert, I'm just like, people, <laughs> people who want to talk about ideas, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, thrive. It's, it's, been, it's been life-giving for me, yeah. really, honestly. It's, it's. It's like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> Will you keep me? No. Uh, <laughs> well, just so that you know, we do this every year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, no, but yeah, but it's, it, yeah. It's, it's been interesting. I, I wanted to say one more thing about like what we were talking about, like this, hearing other perspectives. One of the, like, I have heard from some people, they'll say, well, I'm still pessimistic. We should even be in that space. But I think like our argument has been kind of been, it's there, and it's a deeply in embedded element of culture now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so no matter how much pessimism or reserve you might have about it we can't just turn we can't just stick our heads in the sand about it anymore yeah um that we have to figure out a way forward and it's still new this is still new so i think actually this is a it's been actually the interesting thing i found is how much actually social media is coming up in different contexts in different board like different lectures i've gone to i'm like wow a lot of people actually talk about this as like just a little aside so it tells me that people are aware that this is this is a conversation. Like I think, like one of the things we've been talking about, like this is a, this is a work that needs to be done even more now. We actually need to actually like, have theological and philosophical reflection on what is the nature, what is the Christian response to this? How mm-hmm. do we engage this in a Christian way? Because mm-hmm. there's not a lot out there on that yet. And yeah. I think this is some. We, we if we're gonna, the the modes will change obviously over time, but um, but the fact and the reality, it's 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 like I was saying to them, it's it's like the, when the telephone came on the scene, it sure. disrupts. Everybody hated them then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, would you, I mean, what I hear you saying in other language is Pope Francis is going to the margins. Yeah, Thinking absolutely. of social media as where so many eyeballs are, mm-hmm. but are still really part of the margins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and especially on social media. Uh, so there's all kinds of people who go, but literally all kinds of people. Some people yeah. may not ever leave their house to right. hear the gospel are going to be on social media as well. Mm-hmm. So you do, and you and you experience people 
who do have a, a poverty of, of friendship or social interaction and how social media in some way has become a benefit to them, in some ways become just kind of added to that, that hindrance in their lives. And so it's so important to, to be present on that. Now, I, I, there can be a temptation with anything that's new is for people to get real excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. this will fix everything. If right. the church is on social media, if sister is tweeting about death on social media, then everything's <laughs> going to be okay now. It's like, no, 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 this is important. It's a big part of it, but this is part of a larger context too. Yeah. So, yeah. And we're still going to die. Yeah, and we're still going to die. <laughs> Either way. Do you like social media or not, you're going to die. It is the month of November, the month of the Holy Souls. And uh, somebody actually, so in our control room uh, or our, our kind of room central for the staff here at the fall conference i've had a twitter fall um going and uh, somebody's like what's up with the uh, cro- skull and crossbones next to sister's name there uh, and i was like well this is part of her ministry for the month <laughs> you know evangelization in a way Right, and, and it's all year round for me, but people just pay more attention right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's spooky season. Yeah. Well, this, is spooky season is over, isn't that? No, 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 no. We're still in, I mean, this is for Catholics. Catholics. Yeah. Right, right, right. This right, is right. spooky season. This, yeah, yeah. This, this, <laughs> it's just started. Well, that's part of, you know, you mentioned for you year round. Um, the last kind of thing I want to talk about is this idea of, how do how does digital media, social media, um, how is it used in your pastoral ministry in the work that you do? You know, uh, of course, obviously, there's podcasts, there's there's blogging, there's there's writing, there's publishing. But how do you, how do you use social media and uh, in your work? Yeah. So the daughters of Saint Paul are called to use modern media, the most efficacious means of media. So that's really. The, the most modern means right now is social media. So we still publish books, and that's really where a lot of our energy is focused around um, bringing books to parishes. We run bookstores. Um, I work in the publishing house. So a lot of people think I'm, you know, my full-time job is to be on Twitter and Instagram, and that's really something I've, I've just been doing in my free time because among the younger sisters, we feel this call to be present in, in these forms of media because it's no longer the margin. This is where people are. I mean, um, Father Pujol is Pujol. Yeah. Pujol. He he um, had a statistic that forty five percent of teens say that they are online almost always. Like that's the phrase that they used. So um, this is where people are living right now, mm-hmm. and so it, it is really crucial that the church catch up mm-hmm. <laughs> and that the church meet these people where they are on the on what. Benedict the Sixteenth would call the digital continent because this is really where people are living and breathing, and and we're really called to be a a, a, a sign of the gospel online and bring the gospel to the people online. So I think that's what all of us are are trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it it's a little interest more different for probably Father Anthony and I because we're, we're we're diocesan priests. Yeah. My parish about fifty uh, percent of the parishioners don't even have a computer. So it's like my, my, my ministry that I do with social media and, and podcasting doesn't really affect my local parish. But I try to make sure it never overtakes that either. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the way we try to schedule our podcast, it's always with a lot of time in advance so we can ensure our parish gets the primary attention. Because that's, that's where our bishops placed us. Our bishops have not commissioned us to go out there to do these things. We just, it just kind of happened, right? Yeah. So for, for – but I mean at the same time where I've seen like – and you see the ministry through the podcast and through Twitter, uh, the positive effects it's had for people who 
we would never have had a chance encounter with and who, you know, we've heard people say, I've gone back to confession because of something you tweeted or, or whatever. And it's like, whoa, like this is a great ministry. That's not maybe affecting anything locally for me. But it's affecting people on the on the larger scale. However, I would say like uh, I'd say like the one little bit where it does kind of tie in with ministry for me is is when when I started a young adult group at the cathedral before I was moved. Most of them listen to the podcast now because they really enjoyed like listening to stuff I had to say with, for them. So now they still can get that fruit, even though I'm not there anymore. And then right. so yeah. yeah, and and they like Father Anthony too. Yes, <laughs> or at least I've, I've heard as much. Um, so <laughs> sometimes I struggle with this because uh, maybe. Maybe it's because we overuse the word ministry sometimes. Mm. Uh, so for me, and I've, I've been thinking about this a lot since I first joined social media. I did it more or less as a joke. It's like, oh, this is fun. People are talking to people. Like, let's just see what we can do here. Um, but every everywhere a Christian goes, there should be good fruits that follow them. If you're made in the image and likeness of God, and, and more so than that, you are a child of God and the Holy Spirit is within you. All of your interactions, all of your being should be producing good fruit because mm-hmm. Christ is with you and in you and in a particular way for the priest so for me I've decided that you know and there are some priests who use social media more as a ministry in how they actively use it for me it's more of a witness kind of thing in the same way that when I you know I'm going to the grocery store and in my clerics I may speak with people they may speak with me they may just see me and see me out there in the open and that's a good thing it's the same way in social media for me and it may be a little bit different because I'm not going to necessarily post a spiritual reflection on a wall in a grocery store. Maybe I should. I don't know. Like write it on the eggs. I don't know. But um, but you have that, to put memento mori stickers on all the put eggs. Memento mori. Put skulls on all so the just eggs. Just as this chicken died. Right. Right. <laughs> but I think one of, the, one of the the benefits is from people who have seen you know the sisters interact together or yeah. with other people the the priests interact. Yeah. It gives people a kind of a, a peek into the lives of people they normally don't see all that often. You know, uh, a lot of people only experience their priests on Sundays. Right. And you're experiencing in that moment a very important part of the priest's life and who he is, but you're not experiencing all of him, right? Right. Um, same thing with when you um, uh, see sisters or other Catholics, too. Uh, sometimes people just finding other people pursuing holiness online is such a relief because maybe they don't have that in their family. Maybe they don't have that in their community. So I think this aspect of witness is how I mostly see the um, ministry of being online for me. Sure. Wonderful. Well, this has been a delightful conversation, and um, we are grateful, again, that you came to be part of the fall conference, and you are, of course, certainly invited to come join us for the 2020 no, 2020 conference, yeah. right? It's yeah. like, yes. so yeah. 2019, yeah. right? Yeah. Way ahead of myself. But, uh, but thank you so much for, for the contribution and for your friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Been, this has been yeah. a blessing. It was a really cool opportunity, so yeah. we were, we're happy to do it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you to Sister Teresa Alethea, Father Harrison, and Father Anthony. You will find links to Sister's website, to the Clerical Pod podcast, and to the YouTube playlist of talks from our 20th annual fall conference in the show notes. Subscribe to Ethics and Culture Cast so that you can always get the latest episodes by visiting ethicscenter.nd.edu slash podcast. We would love your feedback. Please review the show on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts and email your suggestions to cecpodcast at nd.edu. Our theme music is I Don't Know by Grapes, licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution License. 
We'll see you next time on Ethics and Culture Cast. Until then, make good decisions.